This is Rob Sepich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. W.C. Fields said, If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Then quit. No use being a damn fool about it. You know, there often are times in jobs or relationships where quitting is wise action. Hanging in there just for the sake of it does not always make sense. But for our purposes today, let me ask, when you're anxious, do you give up a little too quickly? It's pretty common, but it's of course not always in your best interest. I mean, who wants to feel nervous? And if you can bring an end to it just by quitting, I understand. In fact, that was my approach growing up. My parents took me to a psychologist for some testing when I was in grade school, and the feedback he provided to them was that my response to almost all challenging problems was, I don't know, I can't do it. But when he'd give me a little more of an opportunity and encouragement, I almost always solved them. I wouldn't say I struggled a lot in school, but I never did well until I got to college, because I gave up a lot. There's a Japanese proverb, fall down seven times, get up eight. I wonder how I might have done in grade school had that been taught to me. And without having this kind of language to describe my understanding of intelligence back then, I now realize I was what Carol Dweck calls an entity theorist. I believe that intelligence was fixed, and I just didn't have much of it. What I now am is an incremental theorist, believing that intelligence is fluid, and I now react to failure more as a chance to learn something instead of evidence of a shortcoming. I saw a college student in our recreation and well-being center wearing a high school t-shirt with the motto of his team, it doesn't get easier, we just get stronger. I wrote it down on a card and carried it with me for quite a while. It really helped me persevere during some hard times. And the structure of that motto is nice because it de-emphasizes circumstances and instead focuses more on what's within our control. So if you like that concept, but the words don't quite fit, you could try this variation. It doesn't get less stressful. I just get calmer. And let me tell you about an inspiring woman I recently learned a lot from about endurance in the face of adversity. She's already hiked more than 14,000 miles on six continents. That's more than halfway around our planet. In the summer of 2018 in Steamboat Springs, my family met Jennifer Farr Davis, a National Geographic Explorer of the Year, and the person who set the fastest known time on a thru-hike of the Appalachian Trail, which is a footpath of more than 2,100 miles. And so to do a thru-hike is an incredible accomplishment. Very few people do it. And it usually takes about five to seven months to complete. Well, she did it in less than seven weeks, (laughs) averaging 47 miles per day. And she describes how she did it in her book, The Pursuit of Endurance. For your convenience, I'm placing a link to an article with information on her book in the show notes. And this is a non-affiliate link. So if you do purchase it, I don't receive anything. In her book, she writes that 
the only way we can discover our potential is to test the limits, to push up and through the boundaries we set for ourselves. I was inspired by this book, and I've recommended it to friends. And as you might imagine, we're learning that so much of endurance is psychological. She interviews famous endurance athletes and sports psychologists to learn how to do it. And what stood out for me, even more than like how to test our limits, was understanding the incredible hardships that many of these people faced that then led to their accomplishments. So if you're looking for some role models of people who endure, persist, and excel, you may want to read her book. During that stop on her book tour, Jennifer told stories, showed photos, and answered questions, but she only read two paragraphs from her book. And so those must have been important to her, so I'd like to share them with you. I think it's a beautiful perspective on how not to pass judgment on others. When Brew and I are in the car and we pass a runner or walker on the sidewalk, it is natural for my husband to make comments about how fast or slow they're going and what their stride looks like. My rule of thumb is that you never judge someone else's pace or form because you don't know how far they've come and what they're still planning to do. We all have our long trails, and most of them do not include much hiking or running. Outside the forest, our paths take the form of higher education, climbing out of debt, navigating a career, staying married, undergoing divorce, surviving tragedy, and coping with illness. It behooves us to not come to quick conclusions about other people's paths and instead approach each individual with encouragement and compassion. We might be on different trails, but we are all mid-journey. So to close, I'd like to say that on your journey, I hope you don't fall down seven times. But if you do, I sure hope you get up eight. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon.